Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a ton to get to, but real quick, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster. Oh, just amazing barbecue, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. Like I said, a ton of great headlines I can't wait to get into. But before I do that, I have to brag. I'm, I'm so happy for myself. What did I do? What what great feat did I allegedly accomplish? Well, him, this guy right here, as I point a thumb at my chest, fixed two LG TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're like, who gives a shit? I give a shit because I didn't want to have to buy a, a new TV. So I don't know if you have an LG TV, but they tend to, as I did a lot of research, we bought these TVs now, like, say, five, six years ago, something like that, which is kind of old for TVs nowadays. But anyway, what apparently happens to a lot of these TVs, this specific brand, is the Wi-Fi and the Internet just start crapping out. And everybody has, you know, like, you know, you go to this and you got to switch the zip code to this or what country you're in to this. Well, those things all worked at first, but then it got to the point where, I mean, I'm like directly connected to the internet on the TV and it's just acting like crap. So I found this one guy online and he's like, those all work at first, but this is what you have to do. If this doesn't work, yeah, now it's time to get a new TV. Because I was sick and tired of like, I have a smart TV that is dumb as shit because it doesn't. They can't access the internet properly. You're trying to watch something on, say, Disney Plus or whatever through the TV, and it's just like constantly pausing and shit, whatever. Anyway, so I had to take it the TV apart. I had to do this to two separate TVs. I had to take it apart and unplug in the actual you know, guts of the TV, the Wi-Fi, wait like 20 seconds, then plug it back in works perfectly like I just bought it. How stupid is that, LG? So if you guys ever have issues with your LG TVs, that that could be the fix if it's it's a, excuse me, if it's as simple as having internet issues. You can find all these other ones and they might work at first, but then they stop working. This works. I did that to a TV that I have in my wife's office that's an LG TV. And I did that, like, say, three months ago, still working perfectly fine. Knock on wood. That's not superstitious. It's just being smart. <laughs> uh, and then I did it this weekend on the, the living room TV. So, And it's working just fine. So there you go. Congratulations to me. I saved the family hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> How stupid that you literally have to take it apart, unplug uh, a little thing in the back, wait, and then plug it back in and it fixes it. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. I'll I'll stick with Samsung. I love Samsung TVs. We have one or two Samsung TVs and two LG TVs. Yeah, I, I'd rather go with Samsung. Those things are awesome. But anyway, I love bragging about me and my handiwork. Thanks to everybody on the internet that uh knows how to fix things, and I just follow their directions. But you know what we need to do right now? 
Sorry. I had to. I had to. I was so excited. I was like, I know what to do. I know what to do because we were just we're trying to watch, you know, some Disney shit. It, it, it's taking forever and it's so frustrating to watch when it's like that. So I took it apart. And then sure as shit works, works. You're welcome. Saving the day. It's what I do. You know what else I'd like to do? Get into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> well, a new study at the Texas A&M School of Public Health, health, excuse me, looked at how workers use their computers to find which day of the week are most and least productive. Now, let's be honest. The This is people sitting behind a computer doing like data entry or sales, stuff like that. Because there's so many other industries where uh, this doesn't apply to you, whether it's construction or, well, maybe it does. You guys tell me if you find a, a, a specific day of the week where your coworkers or yourself start slacking. Huh? Huh? It's you, you son of a bitch. You are the reason for this, you know, study. But I'm thinking this is more office environment. So Dr. Mark Benden, director of Ergonomics Center at Texas A&M, said we used computer usage metrics, things like typing speed, typing errors, and mouse activity to get objective, non-invasive data on computer work patterns. By the way, I know a few of you out there that work from home and you have things that move your your mouse <laughs> a certain amount of time throughout the day, regardless if you're at the computer or not. <laughs> I've been witness to it. I've seen it. Seen it. I've done seen it with my own eyes. That's the downside of people working at home. But then there's people like my wife who's just like constantly working. So like she would never even think of buying something like that. I can't imagine investing money in something like that, too. Just like, why Why would you do that? How about you just earn your paycheck? That's weird. Anyway, anyway, sidetrack. Researchers examined the computer use of 789 employees at a large energy company for two years. Well, there you go. It's at an energy company. Of course they're lazy. They're just so busy fucking us all over. <laughs> they're like, we don't care. We're getting an easy paycheck. Every now and then, slide over to the computer. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay. I'm busy. Anyway, uh, the least productive day. Can you guess? And what time of the day as well? What's your guess? It's pretty obvious when you think about it. It's Friday afternoon. And if you work a Monday through Friday job, you're the last day of the week, and especially the closer you are to clocking out, yeah, you're going to be slacking. It makes sense. And that being said, depending on what your job is, you may have less work on Friday afternoon. So it might not necessarily that you're being lazy and not productive. You might just not have a lot of work. So while I say that you're, you're, less productive on a Friday afternoon. It, I think it just depends on what your job is. They said, we found that computer use increased during the week, then dropped significantly on Fridays. 
Employees were less active in the afternoons and made more typos in the afternoons, especially on Fridays. Mondays are the most productive day of the week. Again, makes total sense because you're ready to go. You just had a weekend, maybe you had one or two days off, and you're ready to go. You're ready to dominate the week. I, I would say the worst day to try to complete your work is the day right before vacation. Oh, my God, those are horrible, especially if you have a good vacation coming up. It might be that you're just taking some time off and, you know, just getting away from work and you're you're it's a staycation. But if you got a good vacation where you're like, dude, I've been saving for this. We're headed to Hawaii or we're headed wherever. That day before your vacation, before your last day, or the day, your last day of work, basically, for a while, that's a horrible day. <laughs> that is horrible, because you're like, I just want this day to end. I will say, probably, the most fun I had at a restaurant was my very last day that I worked at Chipotle, and I I gave my two, three week notice, whatever I gave them in my very last day. I just had so much fun and we all just like worked really hard and everybody was having a good time doing it. It was a great day. And then it was kind of hard to, you know, for a moment, it was hard to, to leave because I was like, geez, I'm officially leaving this place. Because at that time, I was officially making the transition just into media, going into radio full time, which was a big moment for me because for the longest time, I was working in radio and the restaurant industry at the exact same time, which is not fun because you're doing two completely different jobs. You go to one job, you know, working in a restaurant. And you're, you know, you're making food and serving people. The next one you're doing, you know, audio editing and, you know, producing and laying out shows and stuff like that. Completely different jobs. I'm glad I've done every job I've ever done because it's taught me a lot about other things because you can look at working in a restaurant, working in a grocery store and, and, and see how you can learn from those jobs and in add it towards uh, working in the media and stuff like that. So it, it's interesting. I, I I like it. But what do you think about that being the most productive and least productive days? Is it really shocking to you? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I know there's some people, <clears throat> they're done by Wednesday. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you you got a couple more days, buddy. It, and you're it's surprising, like, some people just like, you know, it's hump day. Oh, it's only Wednesday. Well, how about you just, you know, pull up your big boy pants, big girl pants, and get your shit done. I saw some girl was on, I say girl, some lady was on social media bitching and complaining because she got fired from her job at a restaurant because she was playing on her phone during her shift and it was against the rules and she was complaining about that like but 
that's part of the job. You're not supposed to be playing on your phone while working at a restaurant. Unless your manager says, hey, I need you to post something on social media about what we're doing. And most likely that's not going to happen. So don't sit there and be a victim about that. That's normal. That's a normal job that you shouldn't be playing on your phone during your shift. So <laughs> the fuck, man, trying to sit there and play victim. Oh, God. Oh, do your fucking job. Quit playing with your phone. And I and I actually commented on that post. And I was like, when I was a manager, because uh, I, I want to say there was a, there was a like a day or two where I was like, I kept looking at my phone. And I'm like, this is a problem. I keep looking at my phone. This is before smartphones, too. So we made it a rule that everybody would put their cell phones into the manager's office, and then I would close the door, and then we'd all work. And nobody, until your break, would be allowed to look at a, at your phone because we're paying you to work, not to play. So it, it's it's inter- that's the world we live in, man. It's got to be harder and harder to manage shit like that. But if you, I guess if you just stay strong as the manager, whoever's in charge of whatever job you're doing, if, if you have to monitor monitor that shit because people just want to be dicking around on their phone. And to, in their defense, the employee's defense, there's just so much to distract you and designed to distract you on social media and everything that, yeah, it, it is hard for them to put it down because it's it's made to be addicting. So you, as the employee, got to just suck it up and just push your phone away if you're not needing to use it for work. I mean, obviously, if you're a salesperson or or whatever and you need to make phone calls, just try to rely on your, your landline if you have one. I don't know. It's crazy. But like, it's got to be hard to be working in an office with so much distraction, potential distraction in, fr- in front of you. I couldn't imagine having an office job and working from home because it would be just as hard, if not harder. Anyway, let me know your thoughts on that. If you find that there's, if you have a good example of just bad employees and people that just like to slack off, oh, I have a good one. Yeah, but seriously, before I get into that story, let me know, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on my socials at dehuffpodcast. There was a guy I used to work with at the radio station. He would take naps either during the show because he was a producer. He would just all of a sudden disappear. And one time somebody found him napping. I believe somebody found him napping. He used to watch movies at his desk as well. Like, dude, you can't be doing that. Such a bad example for especially the the up-and-coming people. Oh, my God. Let me know if you ever have... uh, any good stories on people that do shit like that. I hate that. Just fucking work. (laughs) Like if you can go home and go, wow, I was so productive today. That's a good day, right? If you go home from work and be like, dude, I just do. I watched all these movies at work today. It was so great. And I got a good nap in. You're not doing your job, right? (laughs) You're not. (laughs) So Oh, my God, that'd be frustrating to work with uh, people like that again. Oh, Google is charging em- its employees $99. Excuse me, I said that funny. $99 a night to stay in its on-campus hotel to help transition to hybrid 
to the hybrid workplace. It hopes it will make it easier for Googlers to transition to the hybrid workplace, according to CNBC. And uh, Google seems to be thinking along the same lines as Twitter owner Elon Musk, who repurposed several office work uh, spaces into hotel bedrooms so employees wouldn't have to commute home. Now, that being said, Elon Musk at X, as much as everybody wants a bag on him, apparently he doesn't charge the employees to stay there. And he's like, if you want to stay here, that's fine. I encourage it. You don't have a commute, blah, blah, blah. And you can get back to work. You can work later, work earlier, all that stuff. It makes sense as as an employer because you're encouraging people to just grind. Uh, and then there's no excuses for being late, right? Or leaving early. It's perfect if if you're single and you don't have children. That makes sense. I would do the same thing. If I was single and I worked at Twitter or X, whatever, I I, I would do that. I would stay there. Why not? Especially if it's free. And if he if like he allows you to just stay there, think about how much money you could save. If you didn't uh, have to pay rent, that's that's a, a great thing. But that being said, going back to Google, they're charging ninety nine dollars a night. That's roughly three thousand dollars a month that you would be paying if you stayed there on its on campus hotel. I mean, that's Google, man. They could they could afford to make it free. And Google doesn't doesn't reimburse them at all so it's not like that they're like yeah you can do that but we're going to reimburse you 50 percent. no they're not so what i guess the only reason why i would do that in that situation it'd be like just you know i have a project that needs to be done maybe i'll stay a couple nights to make sure it gets done and i'm you know whatever a little bit more focused but i used to like it when i worked at the radio station and there would be like a snowstorm and me living in Thornton and the radio station being in the tech center. That's a, it's roughly 30 miles one way. So, and me being the, the guy that was essential to start things in the morning to get the radio station going, like they would just be like, Huff, do you want to stay at a hotel room? There's a, a storm coming in and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I like it. Like it. You guys pay for my my meals? Sure. <laughs> sure. And I get to sleep in the middle of a bed with nobody uh hitting me on the side go stop snoring. <laughs> That's what my wife does. I feel bad because there's some nights like if I get any little bit of like sinus issues, I start to snore really bad and like it happened over the weekend and I wake up to her going she's like please stop it. Stop snoring. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, God. <laughs> I'm not the only one that does that. Stop it. Oh, but I used to love doing that. We did. I'll tell you this real quick. One time, uh, there was a really bad snowstorm. In, I don't remember the year, but we were down in the tech center, and it was a ghost town. Because nobody was on the highway. Well, our boss at the time wasn't prepared. And he just assumed, hey, we're a radio station. 
we can just call the hotel room across the street and tell them we need some rooms and they'll just give us rooms. Like, no, that's not how it works. Because every other company in the tech center was prepared and they reserved the rooms. So we had to get onto the highway that was snowpacked. I mean, snowpacked, like seemed like at least a foot and a half of snow, if not more, just hadn't been touched. And we had to drive down like a couple miles to another hotel that he ended up finding for us. And the car that we had was that the somebody the the person that was driving was it was like this uh matrix i don't even know ford matrix geo matrix i don't know what it is but we get it we try to go on the ramp from orchard parkway down to uh to i-25 and we just get stuck <laughs> so there's like five of us pile out of the car and we're all kind of like digging <laughs> we're digging onto the highway nobody else is on the road because everybody else is smart then there's us. <laughs> We're doing that. And then we finally get to the hotel. And I remembered one of the, my bosses, it was, he was our executive producer at the time. So my boss at the time, Dan Jacobs, I remembered his room number. And we go to get some beers, me and this guy named Brandon. And we go to the front desk and I was like, how much are beers? And they're like, you know, like, $10 or whatever the fuck it was. So they're like, we'll take two. What's your room number? I was like, uh, and I gave them Dan's, <laughs> Dan's number. And then they're like, and what's your first name? I was like, Daniel Jacobs is my name. <laughs> and they're like, okay, Mr. Jacobs, here you go. Here's your beers. It, as soon as he found out, he was fucking furious. It was awesome. So I suggest you do that to your bosses. Okay. If you get fired, it's not on me. Okay. It's not on me. Anyway, do you think that that's a good idea? If you had the opportunity to uh, stay the night at your job, basically, would you do it? I, I like the idea, but it's also really cementing the idea that you're really dedicated to your job and you're putting everything else, your social life, on the back burner. But... If like at X, you're able to stay for free and there's no time limit on it, I would do that. I mean, especially if I was if I was single and didn't have kids, I'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But I would I don't like the idea that Google is charging ninety nine dollars for that. Now that being said, ultimately, if you stay a couple days, it's not that bad especially if you have a project and you really need to hunker down and, and finish it. So I don't know. I, I think more companies should probably think of this. What if you're having a, uh, you know, a really struggle, you're struggling for some reason at home and you need just time away. That's like, why not? You don't have a commute, save money on gas, wear and tear on your vehicle. I don't know. It's not that bad. But I wish they would do it like for $50 for the employees, and I think that would be much better for them. I don't know. Iraq's prime minister has ordered an investigation into a, how a bear escaped from its crate in a cargo hold on an Iraqi aircraft <laughs> as it was due to depart from Dubai Airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Snakes are one thing. 
Snakes on the plane. Oh, fuck. A bear? I don't know what kind of bear this was, but I'm assuming it's the kind that will rip your face off. I think that's a safe bet. Any kind of bear. Is there really a bear that other than koala that's not going to really jack you up? I guess if a koala was loose, everybody'd get chlamydia. That's what would happen. Okay? Cuz that's what they're known for. Like apparently chlamydia is is a big thing with koala bears. They they just like to sleep, eat eucalyptus leaves and bang. And then I also uh, get chlamydia. I would be so upset if I found out that there was a bear loose on the plane. And and apparently people are mad because it was delayed. Like it's because there's a bear. <laughs> it's a bear. I'm like, just take care of the bear, okay? I'll, I'll take the delay. I just don't want to be sitting there eating some peanuts and drinking my, you know, ice cold half a can of Coca-Cola. And then all of a sudden there's a, a bear mauling the person in row FG7, whatever. <laughs> what? I don't even, that didn't even make sense. Like in row F7, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, there's a bear eating somebody's face. Oh, my God. These peanuts are delicious. <laughs> Can I get another bag? <laughs> uh, we got more coming your way. But first, so I went to Sugar Fire in Westminster the other day. I, I took the kids over there. It's my favorite barbecue place by far. They're just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron. And I went over there because I wanted to shoot some footage. For social media, because that's, you know, I, I I need to spread the word because Sugar Fire is so freaking good. So I'm over there talking to Chef Clint, who is classically trained, by the way. Do you know what that means? It means he's really smart with recipes and in, in, in being creative with food. Okay. It, like he's sitting there telling me, he's like, I, I've worked with, he's bragging. Let's be honest. He was bragging. He's just like, I know. Emeril, I worked with him for a little bit. And then he starts throwing out some other names. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. He he knows his way around a kitchen. And it, it's obvious when you taste their St. Louis-style barbecue, it, it literally makes your taste buds so happy. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers. They're all prepared to perfection every single day. And, and it starts with, you know, the knowledge of Chef Clint and his crew. I'm, I'm talking to, like, Declan and some other guys over there. They're all amazing. They all know their shit. Let's be honest. They're really fucking good. And it, it it's so, and it's funny because I get all these direct messages now from all you guys, you listeners that are like, either I got to go check this place out or, dude, yes, thank you for highlighting Sugar Fire in Westminster because they're so freaking good. They are. And here's what's cool. So I, I'm shooting footage over there. And the and um, one of the, I can't remember his name, and I apologize. One of the guys is like, comes over to my kids and he's like, do you guys want some like mac and cheese and some French fries? And my kids being eight and 10, they're like, yep. <laughs> and sure, is no, sure enough, they sit down and they start hammering that. And then, of course, I, I had to go in there and try it myself. Their sides are... They're so freaking delicious. So good. They're on a different level of excellence. And the mac and cheese itself, if you got a picky eater, 
and you're not really sure what they're going to eat there, get them mac and cheese and french fries. So, it's so good. So good. And then they also have all these other sides are amazing, whether it's potato salad, baked beans, mac and cheese, like I said, coleslaw, cornbread. Also, they do a, a, their take on Brussels sprouts is top notch. I love it. And they got amazing sauces to go along with it. St. Louis sweet, Texas hot, coffee, Carolina mustard, and of course, white barbecue. Uh, Sugar Fire in Westminster, it's by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. I, I will fight anybody that says otherwise. <laughs> Jay, I will. Uh, I might not win, but I'll do it. It's family friendly, obviously, because I love taking my family there. It's perfect for date night. They even got catering for those special family events like wedding, weddings. <laughs> I am having the hardest time talking today. They got holiday parties or even that big meeting at the office. It's just set it up through Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go ahead, check out Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. You can follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Hey, did you hear that? That's the sound of football coming back, and now is the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas, and now you can use promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code MILEHIGH. So don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports and use that promo code mile high. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I saw this. I forgot I put this on the rundown. I saw this story, and it just kind of blew me away. We are such a, a soft society. We are so comfortable. Probably not a good thing. And this is a great example of it. Beyonce, she spends thousands of dollars every single year because she requires a fresh, untouched toilet seat wherever she goes. <laughs> All because she doesn't want to sit on something that somebody else has sat on. I can't imagine being at that status in life. Really, be like, oh, did you guys pack my toilet seat? Yeah, got it, bud. We're ready to go. <laughs> like here I am going on a road trip, you know, with my family somewhere. And, you know, you're making sure you got a change of clothes, toothbrush, deodorant, whatever. The basics. At no point have I ever gone, you know what I need to do? Let's grab that toilet seat, okay? Let's make sure we bring that with us. <laughs> what? So bizarre. Like she can't take the time to put one of those... Uh, those toilet seat disposable covers on there that's basically made out of uh, toilet paper or she can't use toilet paper. No, she is that fancy and that high end that she can just bring her own. Good for her, I guess. I've never heard of that th before, though. I, in a sense, it makes sense. I, I guess it makes sense. How about this? You just have somebody clean it before you go sit on it. Be like, here's the bathrooms that you could possibly use, we'll make sure they're fully scrubbed. That makes sense. Instead of bringing your own, now, do they have to unscrew the other one and screw the new one in 
because otherwise she's just going to be sliding around, and that's not fun. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. How how would you uh, bonk your head on the wall, Beyonce? Well, I was sitting on the toilet, and it slipped, and then I cracked my head on the wall. That that would be first of all that would be sad, and I wouldn't tell anybody that's how I did it. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, uh, I I tripped on the rug. Oh, that goddamn rug! And then reality, it was just like you're sitting on the toilet and it moved, and then you just slipped off. So bizarre. Good for her, but uh, uh, do you know anybody that does that? I've never heard of that. Never. I've heard of celebrities going. I only want green M&Ms or yellow M&Ms or a combination of these. There was, oh, when I used to be an intern at K99 up in Windsor, there was some celebrity country artist that was something, did something weird. It was like, you have to have Coors Light. You have to have it. And if you don't, you know, I'm not going to do the concert or some stupid stuff like that. They some so, I think part of that is, it's written in there just because they prefer that brand or whatever. But if they didn't have it, they'd be fine. But it's just always written into contracts and shit like that. It's just bizarre. Bizarre. Good for Beyonce and her fancy ass. <laughs> That's so... If, you, if I see you going on vacation and I see you toss in the back end of your vehicle a toilet seat, I'm just going to stand there and applaud you. Then I'm going to go ask you, be like, so is it that big of a freaking deal that you need to bring your own toilet seat wherever you go? <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to know why. I want to know why. Oh, in sad news, a semi spilled its load on an Arkansas highway. And <clears throat> excuse me if I, if I break up before I get through it. When authorities reached the scene, they were devastated to find Thousands of containers of nacho cheese scattered about. Oh, my God. <laughs> they showed a picture, and I'm like, it's it's like the really good nacho cheese. I love good nacho cheese. Do you ever go to, say, the movies or anywhere that has similar packages? Well, like a sporting event, whether it's a Rockies game, Broncos game, whatever, and you get a thing of nachos, you always want, like, two things of, of the nacho cheese. It's totally worth your money. It, or, like, if you get um, the nacho cheese with those big old pretzels. Oh, so delicious. So when I saw that video, it actually it, it did kind of make me sad because I, I, love, I love that kind of cheese. It's not good for you. Let's be honest. It's not. And if I ate, like, even, like, a quarter of one of those containers, I'd be, my stomach would be a wreck the rest of, like, the next day and a half. How about that? That'd be a fair assessment of the damage that it would do to my intestines. But I looked at that and I was like, that is kind of sad because that is delicious. But anytime I go to the movies and if we get nachos, you always have to get an extra one because it is that good. I mean, if you're going to eat nachos, you might as well get enough cheese. And then you put some jalapenos on that. Oh, so good. That's what I'm excited about football season starting. The Broncos have their first preseason game this Friday against the Cardinals in Arizona. And 
uh, I'm excited because that means that like a tradition in, in our house now, and, and I got to be honest, it started from my kids. It wasn't me that started this. It makes me so damn proud is uh, we always have nachos or wings on a, during a football game. So it's usually during the regular season. We don't do that for preseason, but it's fun. And then like my wife puts them on this like baking sheet. She lays out all the, the tortilla chips. Then she, she pours out the cheese, the liquid cheese, adds some toppings. Sometimes she'll like make some, you know, taco meat on the side, sprinkle that on there, you know, and, Basically, and then she puts it, she heats it up in the oven, and then she puts it out on the table and then adds a few more of the cold ingredients, say like um, sour cream or whatever. And then we all eat from it and watch the game. It's so fun. It's so easy to do. It's not overcomplicated, and you can kind of leave it out for a bit, and you know, you can kind of snack on it too. It's, I don't know, that's, I like that. And the fact that, like, my daughter doesn't give a shit about the Broncos. She doesn't give a crap about anything when it comes to football. My son kind of does. He kind of does. But uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of this weird thing that started. My wife does not. She claims she doesn't like football. But then when she starts watching a game, especially a close game, she'll be locked in. She'll be like, oh, why is he doing that? And she'll start making her own comments. And she'll be like, they need to be calling a timeout right now or blah, 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 blah. They, what they need to do is, you know, do a fake and blah, and I'm like, yeah, you know what the hell you're talking about. You just act like you, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you're full of lies. I married a liar. Okay. That's what we're getting at right now. Uh, so I'm excited about football season. It, it's just a fun family bonding thing we do, regardless if everybody's fully invested in the reason why we're doing it. But they're still like we're we're all together watching the game. It's fun. It's fun. I don't know if you guys have some fun traditions around your house. Let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail dot com. But I I wasn't expecting that in my life to have a family tradition because I never did when it came to football. Other than like my brother and I used to watch football all the time. But you know, no, we never made a point to hey, it's the it's Broncos Sunday. We got to make sure we get nachos and this ready to go. Or if not this, what are we going to eat for game day? Like my daughter's already thinking, oh, do the Broncos play? Yeah, what should we eat? Be like, uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And then she'll come up with some ideas. It's fun. It's fun. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate you. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. A big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go check them out. Again, they're off of uh, 144th in uh, Orchard Parkway. Did I say the wrong address just now? Because my brain is a fried. I tell you what, though. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I have some issues. I do. Yeah, they're off of 144th in Orchard Parkway. I don't know why I was thinking of something else. But it's uh, just east of Huron. 144th in Huron. How about that? That'll make it easy for you. And it's on the south side of 144th. So go check them out and see what I'm talking about. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. I apologize if my brain was bouncing out all around the place. It's like a freaking uh, pinball. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh, 
it's hey, it's Monday. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great day. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Let's keep moving forward.